Guys, I'm super psyched to be with you again today for what is going to be episode 17 of the R3 Framework Million Dollar Scale-Up podcast. And this also goes out to my different channels, so you see it in video form as well. But primarily, this is my weekly kind of newsletter or weekly update, which summarizes what we've been doing here and where we're going with the R3 Framework, which has been pretty fun this week. And so I've got quite a few things to update you on. So stay tuned. Try to keep these to about 15, 20 minutes. So for those of you who don't know me, my story is after a 20 year journey of going from corporate to building two companies, making money, losing money, and then researching a better way for everybody to be approaching building companies and transforming their digital footprint online. That's where we focus today. Another thing that has also been really key for me over these 20 years, or especially in the last eight years, I would say, is my own psychological examination and self-reflection on what really drives people to start companies, what drives people to get to the next level. There are so many factors there involved about why things are successful, why things don't go as well as you expect. And so for me, this has been a massive transformation. And so I'm always looking at through these opportunities to share with anybody who is interested you know, about those learnings and about how that can help you because they are very key. For example, you can follow people who have been fantastically successful, but you actually might not learn so much because they didn't really face those kind of like challenges or battles. And so here we keep it real. So let's get going. I wanted to title this episode around a content. So it's the content engine rolls on and the key thing here is that I started publishing content a couple of months ago, probably maybe three months ago, when I first dabbled with short form content on TikTok. But I'm now consistently putting out a short form video every day. And I have to say, this has been fantastic for my business, mainly because it stops the inward kind of product creation process, all the kind of funnel building and thinking through product and thinking through doing tons of research, it stops that process, or at least it vastly reduces it. And it really helps you focus on building a connection with your audience. And so that's why if you are not publishing content today, you really should be absolutely without any question. Even if you don't have a business yet, that is actually the perfect starting point is to think about content that you can start publishing. And I'm going to show you ways that you can do this without trying to boil the ocean straight away. So that's really the key thing. But it's about building a connection with your audience. It's weird to start with, I have to say, because you won't hear much back. You might publish things and you basically get one view or a couple of views or maybe 10 impressions, but nothing. You don't really hear anything back at the very beginning. But slowly the views per video go up and people start engaging with your content. You start getting questions. People might just DM you randomly to ask you questions about something or get in touch. So I believe that continuing with content in multiple formats across channels is the right starting strategy. It's what everybody should be doing. Now, you don't have to flood the market with your content necessarily at the beginning. You can just start very small. But the fact is, it's going to help you. And for me, for example, just a couple of months in now, already several people have contacted me because of my content going out, people that I had connected with before several years ago, but now they're in quite sort of influential positions of some sort. And I know what they're working on. And the fact that they contacted me just for a chat, just to talk about a few ideas 
tells me that they're starting to see that there's some synergy with what they're doing. And that's, I think, a great starting point. You, you're not going to get like the phone ringing off the hook straight away, but you're going to get some sort of engagement after a couple of months. And I think that's, for me, that's been a good uh, testament that something is clearly working here. Not to mention the fact that actually for me, actually having to create a, a one minute video per day during the week really makes me focus in on that particular topic. And it pushes me to maximize my thinking and knowledge about that specific thing. How to explain something to another person is actually far more challenging than you thinking through, you thinking to yourself that you understand something. You might read a blog and say, yeah, I get that. But when you actually have to explain it to somebody else, you realize that it's quite hard to do that. And you have to you know, work a little bit to, to do that. But it, what it does is it reinforces your own knowledge. So next for me on this content kind of wheel is to, so now just to recap, I'm doing one uh, minute and a half video per weekday. I'm doing this sort of 20 minute update per week. And this is also video clearly. And I will be adding to that posts that will go out onto LinkedIn and Facebook and also carousels and so on, a few things like that. So there'll be some other formats of content going out. Now, once I've got that in place, so the, the interesting part here and the exciting part in many ways is that so the way that you can leverage this is not just by publishing content and hoping that somebody gets in touch is by um, actually putting something more specific in front of people that you know that they might really value and you can even use this to test the market for what you are what you believe might be true one way the first way to test is the fact that you're publishing you know one minute videos every day for many weeks maybe let's say eight ten weeks you start to see which videos are getting the most views. And that's actually already great information because it's helping you fine tune how you do your video, but it's also telling you that actually that particular topic was of particular interest to my audience. And so that's a very helpful thing. Secondly, once you've got that sort of engagement going, at least in terms of people watching the video, now you can actually retarget people based on the amount of the video that they have watched. Say, for example, you might say, I want to put something in front of everybody who has watched at least 50% of my videos. And so you can do that. You can, you can use these platforms in that way, especially Facebook has very, that's got that really figured out. And also what's interesting is that in fact, there are now tools that you can retarget people across all platforms, just based on videos that you might, that people might be watching on one particular platform. So it's getting pretty sophisticated and, and interesting in that sense. So. That's it on the content stuff. Mastering tools, I would say, is probably one of the biggest challenges in this. What I have found actually is that generative AI, all these different AI tools is really helping. I get stuff done now in 30 to 60 minutes per day. I can probably get that down to just 30 minutes. And in fact, if I even did it, if I batch did things over the week, I could probably get it down to 15 or 20 minutes. So it doesn't need to be a long exercise anymore. It used to take quite a lot of work. You'd have to research things. You would have to write a post. You'd then have to summarize it to be able to record a video. But now with generative AI, what, there are some specific tools that are really helping to fast track this process. And in fact, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday and they were asking, well, is it just about getting the AI to generate the post and then you post it out? No, it's not really because when you use these tools, what you'll find is that you, um, can, it's better that you use it as a guideline for what you actually want to say. You could take that particular text that maybe the AI has produced and maybe tweak it a little bit to be able to post it out. But when you actually record a video, 
you'll be using it more as a sort of a guideline and uh, kind of like uh, you'll follow the, the, the pathway because actually it, these tools generate the text in a very well-constructed way, but you might want to tweak things to make it really based on your own personal experience. And so in any case, this is a fast process now, let's say 30 to 60 minutes per day. It's definitely not the kind of like half day or full days of like research and editing that these things used to take. And so this is really helping people to fast track what they're doing, especially speaking from my experience, that's how it's really helping. And then we can start to think about outsourcing the editing and publishing once you need exceptional quality and impact. So maybe once you've already started to engage with your audience, help them with things, maybe you're now, you know, monetizing it pretty well. Maybe things are going quite well in that regard. Now you can start to reinvest that into higher quality of output and create greater impact. So at that point, you really want to engage experts because there, there are, there are uh, different levels of what you do here. I can put out a video and I don't do a lot of editing. I'm a lot, it's, a, it's fairly straight forward, but a, a real editor will change the backgrounds. They will change, the, they will change aspects of uh, the video and so make it really engaging to watch every sort of three seconds have something changing. So that's what a great editor can do. For me, I don't think that's necessary for where I am today, but that's where I obviously like to get to at some point. That's what's going on with content. And as I said at the beginning, if you're not doing content, really think about how you could leverage that, how you could think about starting to post content. You could start with one piece a week, one, let's say, blog post a week. You could you just get that, in, get into the mode of generating content, actually creating some video like three times a week could be the next step. Then creating a, a video every day, creating posts during the week. And it's really what you're going to find is that it's really going to help you promote your concepts and ideas and connect you with people that you might not otherwise be able to. So that's the real bonus there. So that's what's going on with content. Secondly, now, what am I going to really do with this and how am I going to leverage it? So I mentioned a few ideas about retargeting, but now the real focus for me with the R3 framework and what I'm doing here is my marketing campaign. And so this is something I've been working on for some time. In fact, I learned from one of the top direct response marketers now literally about a couple of years ago, and I have created probably about four campaigns based on that methodology. And those were okay. They taught me something about the market. Now I'm about to create a brand new marketing campaign for what I'm doing and put that out. And that's what's going to layer on top of the audience building that I'm doing. Now, just one word on marketing campaigns versus a sales campaign. So there is a difference. So the key difference being that a marketing campaign is really there to create awareness and be able to argue the point about why your product or service is worth the investment. So that's really the marketing campaign versus a sales campaign is very much, is very sales oriented, is very much about converting someone into a customer. Now there is a bit of crossover. So your marketing campaign could create your initial customer relationship with a small product, could be a free product, but better if it's a paid product or it could lead to a phone call. So that could be all part of your marketing campaign. Your sales campaign is about how do you take that initial connection and initial creation of a customer to become a real customer for 
your full product or service. It's great to think about this distinction because if you combine all of that into one, it's actually overcomplicating you know, what you're trying to do. You'll do neither of those very well. So at the beginning, you really want to have a marketing campaign. You want to be able to show the argument for why your product or service is worth an investment, worth someone's time, worth someone even completing reading the page. That's the first thing. And a marketing campaign is when it's done, and this is maybe the reason I'm now on version four or five of doing that, is because to dial that in into cold traffic, in other words, you post it out somewhere, someone sees it, they've never heard of you before, never heard of me before, and for them to read through something and understand what it is to the point where they're interested and excited for actually being part of it and actually get the credit card out or to do something or to take an action, this is the critical thing, right? That is what you're really focused on. And now that's hard to do initially, right? It's not something that you can just write and starts working. You, you need to practice that. It's taken me all this time to even understand how all this works and be able to, what I ended up doing is having to redesign actually my products because I realized to fit into a structure that could work, I would need to redesign how I do things in, in terms of the actual product and service. So that's why it's taken me a bit longer. The good news for someone like yourself watching this would be that actually I can help you fast track your abilities to do that because there are very, there are very common pitfalls in, in doing something like that and be able to fast track how you do that can be extremely helpful. It could literally bring you down from maybe a two year kind of painful experience to maybe three months or even a month or less. That is the exciting part here. So that's about to get going. I'm going to work on that this week. Um, I'm going to be using a video sales letter and a low ticket offer, packaging up multiple parts of what I put together that will help you create initially your action plan. So it's the R3 action plan for you to create your action plan. That's what I'm about to uh, test out in the marketplace. Now, why have an action plan? That's a great question, actually. That's the first and obvious question. Firstly, I've, everything I've ever done I always did it with a plan, but not everybody around me always recognized the need for a plan. And it was always me managing that plan and executing against it. People only see the value of these things when you don't have it. So if, there's, if suddenly there's not somebody there who's managing the plan and now you're working without a plan, you will realize the need for a plan. But at the time, the planning and the actual management of the plan is like an invisible kind of like uh, effort that's going on around you. And this is maybe something that, you know, especially business managers need to really think about is actually how do you communicate the value of doing this kind of planning and making sure that you've got a real clear direction for where you're going? Because there are many people in the world, could be you included, who actually prefer to do things on the fly. But for me, that fly by the seat of your pants kind of approach leads to problems always. And you know, that is, so that's the one option you've got. The other option is plan, then execute, and which is the direction that I would rather customers go in. So startups need this for sure. And I firmly believe, and I'm going to be crafting kind of messages around this, but startups need it because when you are starting out, one of the big focus areas is to raise capital. And the biggest issue that investors have is that they can understand the idea, they can understand the team, they can understand maybe the market, but they don't really understand how you're going to make it work. And so 
here's a plan, here's a methodology, here's a framework to follow to actually do that. And it's sophisticated, right? There's a lot of moving parts to this, and but it can be a plug and play into a startup's pitch. So that's the first thing. Secondly, brands need it because you've got to get value from your digital investments, right? All that money that you spend on digital, all the the storefront, everything you've got going on, even on the back end, on the in the IT in the IT side of everything, you need to get value from all of your digital investments. You're probably spending a lot of money, and so how do you go to the next level? How do you get more value from those digital investments? Thirdly, service providers need it because developing that footprint, putting something into the market, growing that business to multiple seven figures, there are good ways of doing that. There are bad ways. I looked into this market a little bit in terms of managed service providers, for example, there's about 150,000. There's only a small percentage of those 150,000 who are highly profitable and doing very well and growing fast. Everybody else is trying to get to that point. And so here's a framework and methodology to enable you to do that. And fourthly, I would say aspiring entrepreneurs need this because you really need to know what you're getting involved with. And so having a framework for being able to actually build out, you know, a, a scalable digital program uh, or, or product is obviously going to help you because you get insights that you it could take you many years to learn the hard way and probably lose a lot of money in the process. So those, that's my market. The question would be, well, what about the existing services or offers out there? So I would say accelerator programs are the first thing that come to mind, especially for startups, but they tend to be quite broad because, and they'll bring people in to educate and, but, and they tend to be very focused on venture capital or getting to that sort of demo day step. So I think that's a very exclusive kind of club, the accelerator model. It only suits people at a very early stage who are trying to grow very fast. And it's like a three month or six month engagement to, as it, as the name says, to accelerate the situation, but that's not where it stops. So what happens is people need to, they need to be better at being able to get into an accelerator. Once they've completed the accelerator kind of program, they are then on their own. They need a, a guide rail or some sort of formula to follow. So that's how this goes together with accelerators. Secondly. If you're a more established firm, maybe a brand, you can be thinking of consulting firms. These tend to be very expensive. And it, you know, I would argue that actually there is so much for what I have built into this framework, there is so much, there are so many advanced thoughts that have taken me a long time to collect and put into this, that this framework would actually be a more valuable resource than going and hiring a consulting firm that can come in and basically try to streamline processes and try to do things internally. They may not be able to bring those quite advanced marketing techniques that I've learned from some of the top marketing people in the world. And so there is a major difference. Plus consulting firms tend to be very expensive. And then the third thing is maybe specific coaches. Having looked at this market and actually been developing things in the market for some time, what I would say is that coaches tend need to be focused on something which is a severe pain point. That's how it's all positioned. Extreme pain to pleasure, getting over that mountain. So coaches will always look at an extreme pain point and because they need to be able to grab attention very quickly. So they are, in, in that sense, they are focused on very specific problems. But I don't think that is the only thing you need. You do need a, an overall kind of roadmap for where you're going. So that's why I believe you need a framework. And once you have 
an action plan based on a proven framework. What does that give you? It gives you a lot of self-accountability because you've actually put together some a, a plan for where you want to get to. It gives you greater awareness of the alternatives out there in the marketplace based on expertise that's being put in into the whole thing. And you can think of it like a navigation system to travel across the ocean. You, the alternative might be to follow the sun. You wouldn't do that, right? You would have these sophisticated navigation systems. It wouldn't tell you exactly which path to follow to cross the ocean, but it's going to give you enough guidelines so that you can actually make it across safely. So it's not as precise as, let's say, a roadmap. So when I think of this framework, I do not, I do not see it as an exact roadmap. So it's not saying follow this step by step and you will get there. That's not exactly what it is. The, the way you have to think about this is that it gives you all the context of all the things you have to think about. That's why there needs to be this planning process at the beginning to evaluate each of those particular steps and how it applies to your particular business so that you can then develop your roadmap. But it's not as loosely defined as trying to get something like out of your team or your partners, just trying to get in front of people and say every day, hey, what should we be doing better? There's, you can only get a certain amount of benefit from that. So you need external input to be able to help you. So that's what I believe and how you can achieve greater results much faster. I'll be formulating that into a very specific campaign, as I said, about my marketing campaign. So what I'm talking, what I mentioned here are just a few points, but you start to realize that there is a, there's a need there. It just needs to be articulated in exactly the right way, precise way through a video sales letter. And that's my kind of objective over the coming week. That's about it. So videos published this week, well, just to go through, I think there was some great sort of points that I was researching and, and wanted to share. The first is having a very decisive point of view about your business and how to create a two minute video, a structured two minute video in about 600 words that can express your point of view. And so this is a very valuable resource. So that was like on the first video of the week. And that's actually taken straight out of my program. Secondly, did you know that 79%, 79%, basically 80% of marketing leads on uh, basically never convert to sales. So that means every lead you generate, actually that lead is costing you five times as much based on the fact that 80% never convert to sales. So that's a really interesting statistic. It's something to really keep in mind that basically just one out of five people that you speak to who actually say they're interested in what you do is actually going to be interested. Thirdly, another thing we went through and I went through this week was that you're about your million dollar message. And so there's some people call this a primary promise. I think this is so important. And I am, I did another video of that a few weeks ago. So this was maybe a second video on this topic, but I believe this is such a crucial uh, thing. And one of the, one of the things I mentioned there was that you could have your mission and then you've got your product or service, but in between is this million dollar message. It's the message that says is your primary promise. It's what it is you do and why that's important. And it needs to be one sentence. And for me personally, I have had to change mine multiple times for you to get yours. is not just about doing a little bit of work for 10 minutes and coming out with that message. No. It takes more than that. It takes some being brutally honest about what your capabilities are, brutally honest about the market you want to be in, brutally honest about what you really believe you can promise to your customer. And so this is a non-trivial task. It should be well thought through, 
carefully crafted and then you probably will end up doing some experimentation around it so you need to track changes around this message but it is the driver for your overall campaigns that you put out there so this is so very important and fourthly topic i went through this the, this week was to to that you have to be either revolutionizing what you're doing or you'll end up stagnating so whichever business you're in and even for yourself personally actually in today's market the way things are changing and the way th people are developing you must keep reinventing yourself if you want to make the most of the opportunities around you so that message was really around revolutionizing or stagnating so that's it for today keep it going you only lose if you give up or if you don't start and so there's tons of ways to get things moving get past stuck points and that's what we are going to be talking about a lot more here so until the next time take care and hope you have a great week